Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D. My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment. We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle. Hey guys, we made it back. Uh, apparently, I, she said that I never let her open, and I do, and then she <laughs> and then I made the mess up anyway. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to talk about the elbow, like symptoms, um, some of the common what would you call it? Common injuries would be golfer's elbow and tennis, tennis elbow. elbow. Tennis elbow is probably more common, mm-hmm. um, so to speak. And so we basically wanted to touch on that and, and really fill you guys in on some of the athletes we've worked with, what we do to help treat them, and ultimately get them back to the sport or basically uh, activities without pain. So, you know, Edwin, I want to ask you first, you you were, you said you were working with someone recently with elbow pain, or was that, no, I think you said hip. Well, tell me about what you would do with someone who comes to you and they keep expressing they have elbow pain. So I do have a few athletes that have elbow pain, uh, or have had elbow pain, or have been recently released of elbow pain. <laughs> <laughs> They're now injury-free. They're not, now injury-free. <laughs> um, but typically, I mean, so a lot of the communicate, a lot of the population that I treat is obviously weightlifters. So a lot of them come in with like golfer's elbow symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some of them will also come in with like tennis elbow. What do you, do you want to talk about golfers first or uh, tennis? Well, you mentioned golfers. Where does your weight? Where do you weight? Oh man, where do your weightlifters typically complain of pain so in their elbow? They complain of pain on the inside of the elbow. Yeah, so that's that's something that. It, would you consider? Do they describe it as sharp pain, dull pain? So it's more like an ache, and then they'll just say they're they're. Uh, elbow hurts like on the jerk uh um, a jerk a jerk when they press out of a clean <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot because i was about to say like i don't even know how to explain basically it. when they go overhead yeah, exactly from, yeah that's from what the i was thinking position and in an aggressive um, fashion or if they go from like an in like where they're going from a pull from a snatch and then they go and catch overhead so anything where they catch overhead Perfect. typically because they're taught to lock out mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and then they're going from an aggressive rotation one way to the other right, right? so um typically when they do come in with that kind of pain it's an increase in volume Mm -hmm. so i always have to talk to them about their training what's been going on and typically they're on some sort of cycle getting ready for a comp um and it's really more of a tendinopathy right Mm -hmm. which is tendinopathy is the tendon for those of you listening that may not know the tendon attaches the bone to the what Muscle? Muscle, good job. <laughs> I was you know, like, are you asking me? Yes, I'm asking you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I thought you were going to finish the so, song. So that's typically what gets irrita- irritable or irritated. Um, so I tell them like, hey, this is, your tendon was not ready for the load mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. put upon it. So we need to decrease the volume, maybe decrease the weight. And then add some like tendon loading protocol, so like isometrics, okay, um, yeah, really good. with like a curl. So an isometric is where the muscle does not change length; the muscle is contracting, <gasps> yes. and you hold it in place, and it does not change any length. So um, typically, we do a hold. Um, the protocol that I know of is like a forty-five second hold, two-minute break, four mm-hmm. rounds. 
Um, but sometimes we have to rule out nerve. So oh, sure. with golfer's elbow, ruling out owner nerve pathology mm -hmm. or owner nerve tension because it passes along the same area. So sometimes owner nerve irritation will present as a golfer's elbow. That's very And true. radial nerve irritation will present as tennis elbow. So yeah. and, and, and that's primarily because of the obviously the anatomy. Yes. Right. Like and where so, they go through and pass through. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Just highlighting that. So, anyways, you go through those. You'll you'll rule out or at least move down in your hypothesis list. Mm -hmm. You know, ulnar ulnar radial. They're out. Okay. So after we do that, what are we looking at? You mentioned isometrics. Isometrics, and then once they're getting better at that, we talk about their loading tolerance. Mm -hmm. Their training is going better. Then we start increasing. The volume so real quick slowly because mm -hmm. you already you i know you're on you're like you this is like this is what you do this is how it goes it's almost systematic kind of yeah. thing and i can hear that so i wanted to stop you really quick when you're so if you're saying i sound boring no <laughs> what i'm saying is is like no this is my thought process yeah. like you know how you're gonna treat this yeah. you know and so i can hear you like okay a b c and it's not textbook yeah but you at least know that if you go through these steps if something looks funny you know you can stop there yeah, yeah. you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so i'm not saying you're boring even though you are but this isn't the case what i'm alluding to is you mentioned that you start them with a baseline isometric mm -hmm. it, what what do you do there is it an arbitrary number that you pick like let's just go with the light one um so i go with i mean if it's let's say it's a female with elbow pain i had one the other day i mean i know her the weight that she can tolerate is probably lighter okay so i give her maybe a five pound dumbbell it's gonna and be basically like, based basically based basically based on your experience on the experience with the athlete okay. what i know they can carry what i know the load is um but it's typically low amount of weight like mm -hmm. five to ten pounds maybe yeah, like yeah. nothing too heavy mm -hmm. um it has to be light because we know that a heavy load is going to irritate it i mean that makes sense i think it's more of just kind of highlighting the fact that you want to make sure you keep it lighter as mm -hmm. opposed to really being aggressive and testing the waters mm -hmm. that's not the, the the intent of it no the intent is really to expose that tendon in a very subtle fashion yeah and and that's something i do almost to the t so yeah. i didn't mean to interrupt but you were already going into loading the tendon now yeah so uh well the other thing that i just remembered was sometimes i see people program it with like resistance bands okay. but the one thing that we know about resistance bands is as you pull on a resistance band what happens resistance increases so there's no way to really track how much you're pulling on it That's and very so true. you want to keep the weight uh fixated as much as possible you don't want it to shift so much because hey like one day it could be a red band and then they go one place and it's a green band or they carry it and then the pull is different so there could be more resistance less resistance so i want it to be consistent the same mm -hmm. to make sure that that is something that is not changing and we're going to really monitor the athlete to see if they're getting better or worse or staying about the same man i agree with that i think um right now i have a, a tactical athlete i'm working with and constantly having to grip his weapon mm -hmm. right and, and and they had it there's like certain like additions you can mm -hmm. add into it i can't even think of the proper term but the point of the story is when i'm trying to mimic the grip so to speak and then in, um, also apply resistance i'm hesitant to use resistance bands for that reason mm -hmm. right like they're like oh well i stepped on it this like you know if you have a longer band yeah. you have them step on it and go through the motion yeah well i actively and i'm not kidding i like try and measure so that way i'm like hey step on it at this point every single time yeah. so that way we're loading progressively and there isn't a lot of variance it's still there's still a margin of error obviously yeah. but i have that but you want to decrease thought. that margin of error yeah, yeah as much, as, much as i can yeah. and so resistance bands are good but that is a big thing and it's like almost re like refreshing because i 
don't like using resistance bands, but I do for like explosive work. Mm -hmm. I use the same color band and I know I'm only using the same band. When they train on their own, I tend to let them know like, hey, if you know, you're, you know, same concept. Mm -hmm. If you know you're going to use these bands, stick with them every mm -hmm. time. So that way when we're like now, a lot of my athletes are flirting with preseason, mm -hmm. or I'm sorry, they're going into postseason now getting... Um, and when they start going into preseason is when they need to be very specific because the volume is going to start moving down and it's going to be really fine-tuning. Yeah. So those are things, little things, but really important, and I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just, I, I think the more we can control any kind of variance, the mm -hmm. better, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing, okay, so from isometrics, then you go into like any kind of con uh, concentrics, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then plyometrics, so like more dynamic, more movement, kind of put a bar at, uh, underneath them uh, and see how well they're moving it. But at that point, they're probably still already training, so we're messing more with their training volume and the amount of weight that they're pushing. Um, mm -hmm. The biggest thing that I've noticed with people with either golfer's elbow or tennis elbow is their rotator cuff. So sometimes mm -hmm. the muscles in the shoulder are pretty weak. Um, so they're ended up putting a lot of like torque on those muscles um, and they're increasing like the load on those tendons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if I strengthen the rotator cuff and their shoulders in general, then it's going to decrease the load on the elbow. Uh, and by doing that, then their elbow pain also gets better. Got it. And, mm -hmm. and I mean, that's a good point. I, I can't sit and ex emphasize enough the shoulder involvement that mm -hmm. you need to uh, highlight. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing too that... Whew, you're right this chair moves a lot <laughs> anyways um it's looking at the joints above and below mm -hmm. and i think that's a really good highlight when you're talking about the elbow it doesn't necessarily mean that there's you know mechanically something off about yeah. the actual framework of it so shoulder pain is definitely something we want to make sure that we take a look at for sure so also one thing that you know you didn't mention and i feel that we do um relatively often is needling do oh, yeah. you ever implement that as a treatment um i do they're pr definitely if they're pretty flared up but it's definitely for uh more like calming it down mm. um definitely do it to fatigue out the tendon mm -hmm. or like the muscle belly right um and then it'll allow us as we work through the session to improve recruitment of other muscles in the area so do you typically needle the extensor muscles right mm -hmm. so the muscles the ECRB. Right? Mm -hmm. okay and so when you do that your intent is to fatigue the muscle belly to allow for the other muscles to fire? So sometimes it's also just to decrease pain and discomfort. Overall. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Okay, so pain management first Yeah, pain management first okay. and foremost. And let's say they're not having as much pain. Well, then I do like the more of the fatigue factor, put some e-stem on it. Um, and then we start like looking at any discrepancies within like different muscle groups mm -hmm. um, and look at strengthening them or just improving overall mobility as well. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean, I'm throwing in things that I... I tend to do in yeah. conjunction with what you're saying um I, sometimes i'll do scraping if you know one of the biggest things is fear of needles it's yeah. funny some guys who have all these tattoos refuse to get needles which is pretty funny anyways um so scraping or the instrument assistant what graston technique is where it's mm -hmm. most commonly known as i'll implement that just for the sake of again managing symptoms when they're really having a flare-up so to speak or yeah. when they're having a lot of pain i'll, I'll go for that I will do needling kind of as a reorganization attempt yeah. or pain reorganization. And um, needling will it, it just depend, right? If they have a really good response the first time, yeah. then I may consider following. But it's very uh, patient-dependent or yeah. athlete-dependent, excuse me, on how I want to approach the treatment for that specific injury. 
you know what I, I think something we haven't talked about was you know how they present right because we're talking about golfers and tennis elbow mm-hmm. and like what i've had people coming with just regular elbow pain they're like oh, i think i have tennis elbow but then their symptoms are nothing like tennis elbow. right right so when we talk Ooh, about for tennis, example like uh we're gonna talk about tennis elbow a little bit so tennis elbow think about like pain on the top side of your elbow joint mm-hmm. right and anytime you lift your wrist up it causes like a little bit of discomfort or some tightness feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and your one, number one tendency is going to be to stretch it. But sometimes right. like stretching it and aggressively stretching it, um, while it may feel good, it can actually aggravate the actual tendon. Um, and then golfer's elbow will present with like pain. On the, the opposite inside, end. On the opposite end of that. So like on the inside of your, of your elbow, if you hold out your arm, you point to the inside of the elbow, that inside elbow bone, like that big old muscle belly in the forearm, mm-hmm. that right there, that's kind of where that will be irritated. Um, and the same concept, like if you try to grab something and pull it towards you, um, then that'll flare up that pain. And those are, you know, you can, I see this a lot in mechanics. Mm-hmm. Like from using the drill bit gun. The oh, yeah. <laughs> the drill bit or any kind of screwdriver. Yeah. Right, like over and over. Yes, that too. Mm-hmm. What I've recommended, I don't know where you're at with this, is the counter, is it, and isn't it called the counter force brace? Counter force brace? Yeah. Basically, it's the strap that goes around their forearm. Yeah. And what it does is create an alternate origin for the muscles. For the muscles. Mm-hmm. And giving that insertion point where most people tend to complain of pain, uh, give it a break, so to speak. So what Danielle is saying, there's a strap... <laughs> There's a strap that you put around your forearm. That's a tennis elbow strap. I see. And what it does, <laughs> go for it. What it does is the muscle is a certain length, right? And that that muscle contracts between that point and the other point, mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. one end and the other. So by putting that strap on there, you're essentially changing how long the muscle has to contract. So it allows that part to heal. You said a lot too. No. Hopefully, one of you guys picked up what yeah. we were saying. What Edwin was not just kidding. <laughs> so essentially. It helps you. It helps you reduce pain. Reduce pain sometimes. Sometimes it depends <laughs> on the day. Um, so that's yeah, yeah, that's something that you can use. Um, I will say that's one of my. Not, I wouldn't say my go-to's, but if I know that they're very, I want to say handsy. Mm-hmm. If they're very active with their hands, and then my first thought that comes to mind is uh, mechanics. But you also have like, for example, tactical athletes that mm-hmm. are needing to be able to grip without pain for mm-hmm. obvious reasons or when you talk about uh discus or shot put but i really don't see many athletes with excuse me uh those athletes that present with golfer or tennis elbow i mean it's so funny i had a patient uh, about a month ago walk in and he had everything just like tennis elbow so we work on him and he's feeling a lot better we recommend the brace and he's a bartender mm. so he's like so he's always shaking drinks, mixing drinks, he owns his own bar. And like he messaged us on Instagram, he's like, oh my God, this brace feels so much better. And then he comes in the next week, he's like, uh, the pain went away on the top and now I have it on the inside. I was like, <laughs> and so it was like now golfer's elbow. From it tennis elbow to, and I was like, so what are you doing? Like playing tennis in the morning, playing golf at night? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then his job in between or at night? Yeah, so it was pretty funny. Um, but I had never seen that, and so yeah, we've kind of been sides. flopping back and forth with between them. Yeah, uh, but he's doing too. a lot better. Yeah, he's been doing pretty good. Well, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So just to kind of sum it all up, you know, you have elbow pain. It could be one of the two common injuries we listed, which are golfer or tennis elbow, and it's just a common name. It doesn't necessarily mean if you don't play that sport, you can't get that injury. What it means is that um, it's a very common injury for those athletes. Mm-hmm. So if you're starting to experiencing the, experience those symptoms, don't be afraid to hit us up. Um, our information's in the bio, I think. It should and, be. Yeah, it should be there. Otherwise, uh, we'll definitely catch you next time. We look forward to hearing from you guys. 
Remember, this is Positive Reaction Podcast. This is Dr. D. And Dr. Serrano, where Where you you come come first. first.